The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. Assalamu alaikum. You are listening to The Fair Reflection, joined by myself, Brother Hassan, and we also have with me Brother Hassan. Brother Hassan, how are you doing? Alhamdulillah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu to all the listeners out there. So, on today's show, uh, we've done a few different shows uh, over the past few weeks. Uh, myself and Brother Umar, who's sadly not here with us today, uh, inshallah, he'll be back very soon. Uh, we, we've been discussing a lot of philosophical topics over the past. So, this week, I want to keep it light. Okay. I want to talk about something that every one of us can relate to. Every one of us can apply it to our own lives and, and extract some sort of benefit from this point. And the topic today is actually on motivation. What motivates us in our current day-to-day lives, in our activities, in our workplaces, in our studies, in our interests and in our passions and anything else that pertains to our, our kind of routine as well. So I wanted to discuss this with myself, with uh, Brother Hassan, and also, inshallah, Brother Sakanda, who will be joining us very soon as well. So this the show today, at least, is going to be quite anecdotal, just from personal experiences, personal struggles, and things of that accord. So I'll be asking myself, what motivates me and also Brother Hassan, who's joining us. Brother Hassan, so let's get to the topic at hand, shall we? What, first of all, how would you define motivation and what specifically motivates you? Okay, so just before we get on to motivation, because I think, I feel that it is a, it's a huge subject to just categorize into a definition, so to speak. And you will, all the listeners out there will understand why we've said this, because we're breaking this show down into three sections. Um, to, you know, kind of get a grip of how we can understand what motivation is. So in order for one to have motivation, we need to understand the definition of motivation. And for me, I would just say that it's, it's the level of, of drive to achieve a goal that one sets out. So for me, just to reiterate that, it's the level of drive that one has to achieve a goal that he sets out. Now, this level of drive, so to speak, has factors for and against it, as do all things. So I've kind of narrowed it down to things that drive motivation and things that cause a reverse in motivation, so to speak. Are we all good? Are we still live? So we are actually doing this over a Zoom call, as you know, due to this coronavirus. We're not in the studio. So we're just double checking that we're all clear and I've been given the thumbs up. So that's all good. So just uh, going back to your personal uh, uh, kind of uh, anecdotal experience, Hassan. So in your kind of workspace, a lot of the times, for example, if you have a gym routine or if you're studying yeah. or if you have work placements or if you have a job, whatever it might be, a lot of the times we find ourselves in a situation where we kind of lose our motivation. We lose the energy to do things. Yeah. Uh, why do you think that is? Um, so... For myself, I think that I, I kind of always relate it back to Iman and the very nature of it in that it's always fluctuating. So I know I'm kind of going off, off topic here, but just to quickly draw a summary here, just to draw a parallel rather. With Iman, like I said, the very, the very nature of it is that it goes up and it goes down. And I think that we need to accept that. So the first thing when it comes to motivation is that we need to accept that sometimes we'll have levels of high motivation. And of course, sometimes we'll have low levels of motivation. And I think the key here uh, is to nurture and prolong the driver phase, which allows us to have a high level of motivation. So when we're in a period where we have that high phase, what we need to work on is drivers that prolong this period. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think so. I think before we even get to that stage to try and maintain it, uh, my personal convictions on this is like, if you're motivated to do something, typically that means you like that particular thing or you fall in love with that particular thing. Because there's two distinctions here. Like, for example, a lot of us sometimes will have jobs or will be stuck in jobs that we don't really like. But we continue to do those things because they're a responsibility that we have, whether it's paying bills, whether it's, you know, maintaining the household, whether it's just maintaining your kind of personal finances and things. We keep a job because sometimes it's just a responsibility. Now, for a lot of us, uh, it's sad to say that we don't actually love our jobs. So there's not a really, you can't really call it that we're motivated to do our jobs. That's a different term altogether. Motivation, for me, I think it lands in a category where you're talking more about 
things that you have an interest in, a passion for, a love for. So, so in that respect, I think for me to love something or to be motivated to do something, it has to be something first and foremost, like fundamentally that I actually like, that I actually like want to do. Or I, I like an easier way to put this is a lot of us in our own homes, when we're just in our own personal time, we'll YouTube things because we like, we're interested in those things. Same way with your motivations, you have to be interested in them to begin with. And we'll just expand. I think it's a very interesting point that you've made, but I'm going to be the devil's advocate here. Now you're saying, if I don't enjoy my job, it doesn't mean that, you know, I have a passion for it. But what if that passion is misdirected here? What if the passion here is to earn money? So if that person is driven, if he's very, very passionate about earning money, whether he enjoys his job or not, he's going to go out and do it. And I can tell you definitely from my past, I've definitely done jobs that I don't enjoy. But of course, I'm passionate and I'm motivated to earn a set amount of income in the time that I have. Yeah, so the way I would word that is, because you enjoy uh, earning money, because you're motivated to do money, uh, to, to earn money, you do those jobs. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you wouldn't do it. That's right. And on the flip side, sometimes we do things that we don't actually like, but we're forced to do it. So there's two, two distinctions there. And, and, and having one approach means you're, uh, you're in that situation for a lot longer. And, and in some respects, there's longevity there. You can actually continue to do that thing for a while. Whereas with the other thing, it's very likely that you will not be able to sustain that. Because it's like me saying to you, here, get punched for like 10 minutes straight. Mm -hmm. it's, it's a type of discomfort. It's a type of pain. If you, if you take it to its extreme level, it's a type of discomfort doing something that you don't enjoy. You know, there's no motivation in that particular thing. Uh, I really don't like to get too, like, we get, we always get philosophical. We have this, uh, this habit of getting philosophical in every discussion, but we'll bring it back to the kind of, uh, back to the surface again. So within just in your normal routine, like what, what motivates you with like exercise? How do you know that you want to continue doing exercise? Okay. Uh, I mean, you're asking a, a physiotherapist why he does exercise. So I think automatically I'm, I'm going to talk about, you know, the biopsychosocial effects of the benefits of exercises in that when you do exercises, of course, it releases serotonin. And for the, for the listeners out there who don't understand what that is, serotonin is a hormone in your body that makes you feel good. And that's the clutch point right there. So the reason why I exercise is simply because it makes me feel good. And I'd say that's the, I'd say that's the biggest reason. Um, other than that, if it's a passion or a hobby or a sport that I do, it's, it's, it's something that I do where I can see an improvement. So if I see improvement in my actions, then I'm motivated to continue that action plan until I see tangible results. That's an interesting point. So uh, a focus on progression in your skill set. That's one of the reasons why as well for me, I think I would see myself motivated in continuing a task is if I'm learning to try something new, for example, if I'm cutting my own hair, if I'm starting a new skill, I'm editing or whatever, and I see myself progress slowly over that over that period of time, it, it gives me, like you said, a, a, a shot of that feel-good factor. And it makes me want to continue doing that particular thing. Yeah. And then, so you, you kind of build on that. So that's one element of why that particular thing motiv motivates you. And for the listeners out there, the reason why, look, why we're getting very like technical about this and it almost seems philosophical about this is because on a deeper level, that the reasons why we stop doing things, the reasons why we see ourselves falling short on things is, is, is on a deeper level. These reasons here, you're not actually you know, uh, engaging with what you're, what you're interested in or what you're kind of building on. There's no kind of level of, of deeper meaning behind why you're doing something. There has to be a reason why you like to do something. If you just, if you even just ask yourself this question, this, this sincere question is, look, something in my life that I like doing or that I love doing or that I'm interested in, why is it I'm actually interested in that particular thing? Because this goes back to a deeper level of motivation that you were saying, Hassan, regarding your iman. Look, why is it that we, how, how do we know that we actually love, for example, the Prophet mm -hmm. Like you don't know you like something or are interested in something or love something unless you know about that particular thing. And this is going on to our next point about the motivation. Mm -hmm. uh, fundamental level, you have to at least immerse yourself in that particular thing to, to know what it is and then to, on top of that, like it and then build a relationship with it, a connection with it, so to yeah. speak. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I understand. I understand that point completely. Um, so let's kind of... Let, let's kind of take a look as to what drives motivation and what causes a decrease in motivation. So for me, in, in, in the sense of what drives my motivation, 
what I what I tend to do is I I summarize the benefits of the action that I'm going to do. So what I'm doing here is I'm drawing the line between motivation and how it benefits me as an individual. Now, if we're talking about exercise, of course, it puts me in routine. And I think men in general we're creatures of routine in the sense in the um, in the sense that when a man in my experience anyway when he's put when he's put out of routine you know he seems lost he doesn't know what to do right and for me i am motivated to keep myself in a routine why because as soon as one thing in my routine becomes unbalanced that's when everything kind of falls to pieces so if that week for example i've not trained as I wanted to, as, as as I want to do, so I won't feel good. That means when I come home, you know, I, I you know, my wife's going to turn around and say, oh, you, know, you know, why, you, you seem a little bit uneasy today. And because of that, maybe we wouldn't have we wouldn't have had the conversations that we usually do have, or we, you know, we wouldn't spend as much quality time that we usually do. So I think that's that's a prime example of how one thing that gets out of balance causes a domino effect, right? That causes other problems in your day to day lifestyle. So for me, having a routine motivates me. And what motivates me to have a routine is a lifestyle that I'm, that I'm used to, a lifestyle that I want, a lifestyle that I'm determined to have. So it, it, really, it really does come to a point of being able to balance all the strings that are being pulled at you in a way that you can at least um, sustain this level of motivation. And when yeah. one is pulled, then it can put strain on the, on the others. Yeah. It's almost like uh, it reminds me of this example, Nadia. If, for example, Hassan, now you're carrying a very heavy bag, okay, mm-hmm. and then I add a small amount of weight to your bag. Mm-hmm. Now, now because you're carrying a very heavy load, the small amount of weight that I add on to you is going to feel like a ton, mm-hmm. even though in reality the weight that I'm carrying is very little. Yeah. But to you, the strain is huge because mm-hmm. the load that you're carrying is very big. Mm-hmm. And so when we can't manage that load properly, mm-hmm. it becomes a point of losing motivation, becomes okay. a point of, do you know what, I can't carry this on. And then, yeah. and then, therefore, you collapse altogether. So all of the other kind of strings that you've been pulling all this time, mm-hmm. the tight rope that you've been kind of walking on, that, mm-hmm. that collapses itself. Great. And... So what you've just said there, what you've just exemplified there, is pacing, right? And that is essentially one of the tools that we use in order to keep ourselves motivated, right? Yeah. Is, I'm, 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 you know, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. Okay. Sure. So essentially, what you're saying is pacing. So what that means is we need to break down our ambitions. We need to break down our goals into something that's more manageable, something that's more realistic. So let's just say, Hassan weighs 90 kg. At the end of the month, he wants to be 60 kg. Now, I mean, straight away, every single person in the health industry, every scientist out there, every nutritionist out there will say unless you do something really, really drastically unhealthy, that is impossible. Yeah, especially right? if you put a time frame on it. Exactly. So, um, you know, in the health industry, we do something called smart goals. So something that's specific, something that's measurable, something that's achievable, something that's realistic, and something that's time-bound, right? So essentially what we're doing here is we're creating a goal that we believe that we can achieve. And I think that's really, really key in 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 having motivation and, and, and in order to sustain it as well. So when you have a goal, make sure it's realistic. Make sure you're able to do it. And if it does seem too large at the start, then break it down, like you said, into manageable pieces, manageable sections that we, you know, that we can definitely see ourselves doing because that in and of itself increases our motivation. That's a fantastic point. And I think to add to that as well, um, it's having an outline goal, which is very, very important. Like you said, I'm breaking it down into small bite pieces. But also, I think with that is making it a part of your routine. Because a lot of the times, look, for majority of us, what governs us is our routine. It's nothing else. A lot of the times, we, like for most of us, we try and theorize, you know, what's the best thing to do and prioritize all of this and that. A lot of it is just your routine. You wake up, you go to work, you come home, you have, you, you eat, back to sleep, and you're repeating. That's it. If you can make a small change just in your routine, like imagine in the day you're trying to lose weight, instead of breakfast having a full omelet with fried hash brown and all of that stuff, you just reduce it to oatmeal, maybe like egg whites, whatever. That's a small thing now you're doing to your routine. Watch the watch the effects that will have over even a span of a month's time in, yep. in, in, into the long-term effects and results of what your goals are and how you can achieve those goals making something a part of your routine is the key i think is a key builder in in, in what success 100 percent. so 
essentially what, what you said there is create small habits, right? That allows us to pace. And that reminds me of a beautiful example where Allah says that he loves those deeds that are small but consistent. Now, I'm going to try to make this really quick because I don't want to deviate from the topic. But as we know, the Quran was revealed over 23 years, right? Now, that's a long, long time. And in essence, the hikmah behind that, the wisdom behind that, was that it allowed the Sahaba at the time to implement the small changes that Islam brought. So, of course, Islam brought rules, it brought regulations, it brought changes for the betterment of society, of course. Now, what that essentially has allowed us to do is create small habits, create small change. And Allah says it himself that he loves those deeds that are small but consistent. So Allah knows that we are made weak. Allah says in the Quran that we are made weak. But he has also told us the remedy, the solution for this problem. Okay, yes, we are made weak. But what is, what's, what's the solution here? That we, we, we take those small steps and slow and steady wins the race. Okay, I guess, so following on from that, my next kind of question would be, all right, fine, you're telling me about motivation. That's all great to hear. And I've worked hard at it and I'm slowly starting to see the good in things and it's, it's motivating me. I'm starting to see slow progressional change mm-hmm. and it's making me want to become better. And that in turn is motivating me. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the next question would be in my mind then, how do I increase this? How do I get, get it to a level where it's not just motivation anymore? It becomes second nature. It becomes a love. It becomes a passion inside of me where you don't have to tell me like an, an assignment or homework for the last minute. Oh, I've got to do this and then I'm going to do it. But it's just a case of, you know what, in my spare time, I'm not even watching YouTube anymore. I'm just working on this particular thing that I have a you know, passion for. Yeah. I think to epitomize what you've just said, the solution, in my opinion, is consistency. And I think that's what really it comes down to. I think if we look at the crux of the point here, it is really consistency. Um, I think they say that 10,000 hours of anything that you do will make you an expert in that field, right? So what does that mean? That means that anyone who naturally has talent, right? Does that mean that they're more ambitious or they're more motivated than someone who doesn't? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I can tell you from past experience, whether it's in academia, whether it's in health, those people that are the most committed, that are the most driven, right? Achieve the greatest results. And I'm sure that there are statistics out there to show that. Now, moving back to the point, in order to achieve or sustain or prolong motivation, what we need to do is we need to refrain from negativity. This whole attitude, mentality of I'll do it next Monday or I'll do it tomorrow mentality. Procrastinating. This. Procrastinating, exactly. And as we know, the devil makes use of idle hands. And I think that's a, that's a perfect example of what we're, what, we're, what we're trying to get here because we want to stay away from negativity. Okay. And what that does is, I mean, it reminds me of the hadith that Muhammad says that you are the religion of your friends, right? What does that mean? That means that if those people that are around you, if your environment is saying, oh, you know what, Adam or Noah or whatever your name is, you know, Sarah, Maryam, I don't think you'll be able to do that. I don't think you'll be able to do that. Now, if your environment is telling you that you can't do it, you've already failed. However, if your environment is pushing you say at least give it a try go out there give it a shot automatically you're surrounded with people of substance positive people and that pushes us that drives us to increase our motivation so i think that's one huge point that we must that we must internalize in order to achieve motivation you know i think it comes from um uh, a level of there's two things either 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 sometimes what we say is extremely ambitious where uh, unless you were to outline a, a specific plan somebody might say to you okay now that'll work that some that's rarely the case but a lot of the times i think people that put you down on these kind of things if it's a goal if it's a weight losing goal if it's an academic goal if it's a, a, a physical goal i think the reason a lot of the times people the reasons why people actually put you down is it comes from a level of insecurity maybe mm-hmm. they themselves were inadequate enough they yeah. weren't they weren't competent enough to yeah. do that particular or thing. jealousy as well jealousy envy this mm-hmm. idea of negativity and and it's stunting your personal growth to achieving what you want to do yeah. i think it's it can become toxic but yeah. even in relationships oh i'm trying to lose weight now oh what do you want to lose weight for you can do this this and this x y and z mm-hmm. you can put whatever kind of goal you want in there if somebody's constantly setting up this tone and environment around you where 
it's not even giving you the space to think ambitiously. You know you're on, in the wrong room. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's very, very unfortunate that many people, of course, I'm not going to say all of society because we should never generalize, but many people in our society, they want good for you until you start doing better than them. Yeah. And unfortunately, that is the problem here. As Muslims, we should love for your brother what you love for yourself. And if a brother or a sister is doing well, alhamdulillah, you know, alhamdulillah for them and make du'a for them. Why? Because when you make du'a for them, the angels will make that same du'a for you. Because we were talking about consistency. And, and one of the mm. points Hassan's mentioned about, you know, staying motivated is being able to stay consistent. And like he's mentioned as well, you're just like your iman, it, it goes up and down in levels of motivation. Some days you're just not feeling it as much. Mm -hmm. And so mentally preparing yourself for, for that, that eventual, that inevitable setback, which is not really going to be a setback because you need to mentally prepare yourself that this is going to happen. And when that does, you'll have this in place to help you, you know, set yourself back up again, get back up again, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Those things are very important. Being able to mentally teach yourself uh, that all of these things are challenges. It's okay. It's fine. We'll move on from that. And this is how we're going to like lay out a goal. This is how we're going to practically get to where we need to mm -hmm. be. Yeah, uh, small and steady wins the race. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, you know, I think I'm kind of relate. I'm going to relate this point back to what I said earlier on in the show, in that whenever we set out to do something, whenever we set out to do something, good practice is to. Well, I mean, I've done it before in the past. Uh, I will put my hands up. I don't do it um, enough, I think. But whenever we set out to do something, get a pen and get a paper or even your smartphone. I'm sure everyone has a smartphone today. And what you do is you put pros on one side of the page and you put cons on the other side of the page. And you say, okay, if I set out to seek this objective, how will this benefit me? And write down every single thing you can think of that will benefit you in doing this task or doing this objective. And on the flip side of the coin, you look at how it's going to negatively impact you, right? And the logical process, of course, Islam is a logical way. Science is a logical way. Uh, the logical process would indicate that whatever outweighs the other, so if there's more positives in that action, that will help you already because it's creating that mindset that this is now good for you. So what that then means is that it's aiding in your motivation to succeed. Why? Because you've just written down why it's going to help you. And we said at the start of the show, we are motivated because it allows us, uh, well, it aids us, you know, it aids us in the task or objective that we're set out to do. One of the things I remember in the previous shows, because we talk about a lot of these introspective ideas a lot, and, and the reason why we keep going on and about it is because they are intrinsic ideas that help govern your everyday life. So it's, it's relevant to every single person in, in a way that's not just talking about controversial issues and it's done with. These things pertain to every single part of your life. So I, the reason why we keep, you know, mentioning these different different aspects, and I think are, you know, so important is, is because of that, is, is, is it motivates our actions in, in our life. Um, and it reminds me of that point um, Omar said. Um, he said um, when, when trying to, you know, talk about discipline and governing your routine and things like that, having, having like a checklist where you pick things off once you've done something, yep. just even ticking it off gives you that satisfaction of, do you yep. know what, I've, I've set out to do something in my brain and yep. I've actually done it. Yep. That's giving me an internal courage to now continue and let's see how, let's see where I can take this potential and really apply it to the yep. world here. But it starts on small, something as simple as we discussed uh, uh, two weeks ago about Jordan Peterson, something as uh, simple as cleaning your room. It was something that you wrote down on your to-do list on your, on your phone you ticked it off because you completed it. Mm -hmm. That's a very small, trivial thing. Exactly. But and it's a mental, uh, it's a great thing for you mentally. That's it. So essentially what you're saying there is have a reward in place. Okay. So yes, we've, you know, we've spoken about um, creating and setting aims, targets, objectives, which is, you know, amazing. Really, really good. However, don't be too hard on yourself. Allow yourself that time to reward yourself also. So if you've met a halfway mark, or a quarter way, or three quarters of the way. Take out, you know, take out a couple minutes in your day, maybe a, you know, one two hours in your day, and reward yourself because what that will allow you to do is it will allow you to ease your mind, reset, and start again. Because of course, sometimes, as we know, like I said earlier, you burn yourself out. 
we can plateau. Yeah, this is going to be definitely the second part of our show. We're heading towards a break very soon, but we are going to continue into that second part where it's talking about um, burning out and how we can actually prevent ourselves from burning out, what kind of coping mechanisms we can incorporate uh, to make sure that we're not just going to do something for one weekend and quit. So I think that's a very important thing. We'll, we'll soon be uh, exploring that idea and uh, giving you a few examples and hopefully inshallah we'll see if we can get brother sikander on as well we can share uh, the more kind of minds that we have on this and and who present their own kind of anecdotal experience the better inshallah i believe we have around 30 seconds left until we hit the break um just a quick pointer as to what we're going to be doing in the second half of the show we're going to be going over how we can nurture and prolong the driver phase like you mentioned earlier and I believe we have around 10 seconds left. So please do tune in in the second half of the show. And my apologies as well. Uh, Brother Omar is usually the, the, the kind of host of the show who does this. Um, but guys, please do uh, uh, text in with the number. Oh, oh what's the number again? Let me just get up for you guys in the second half of the show. We'll we'll see you soon. Inshallah. Assalamu alaikum. Wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Assalamu alaikum, this is Atif Nawaz. Listen to Inspire FM shows in your time by heading over to inspirefm.org or listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Assalamu alaikum, you are listening to A Fair Reflection where me and Brother Hassan were discussing um, the importance of motivation and how it relates to our life, uh, what keeps us motivated, how we should stay motivated, and also what we're going to um, emphasize more in this latter part of the show is actually how do we maintain our mo- motivation, i.e. how do we stop ourselves from burning out, what are some of the things that are barriers in our way for doing a particular thing, um, our mental levels, our energy levels, how do we keep that consistent? How do we maintain that? All of these things, inshallah, we'll be discussing in the second part of the, uh, the show and, and start to bring in an Islamic narrative to it as well. Inshallah. I think, should we give them a quick recap of what we spoke about in the first half? Yeah, sure. Okay. So in the first half, we kind of got, got to the crux of the point as to what is motivation, uh, what affects it, and the reason why it's so important to know why or what something is rather, is how we can implement it in our lives, okay? So what we kind of derive from the first half, half of the show is that in order to, to be motivated in something, we must, have, we must have goals that are ambitious, yes, but also realistic. And what we kind of got to is that we need to create small habits that are realistic for us to achieve in order to see the bigger picture. We also pointed out that there are drivers that allow us to succeed in motivation. But there's also, for the sake of this uh, radio show, I'm going to call it reverses. Okay? And what that is, is difficulties in order for us to achieve motivation. Now, before we continue, let's get on to the point. Everything that's good for you comes with its difficulties. What can you take from that, Hassan? So a lot of a lot of skills that are worth money that people want to pay you for that have a salary towards these skills don't just come about overnight. You have to work in these skills, and in 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 the progress of working towards something, there's setbacks, there's challenges, there's discomfort, there's pain at times. If it's a physical goal, there's pain at times. You can if it's a diet goal, you can feel hungry at times. If it's learning an academic goal, you can feel mentally drained at times. All of these things, all of these skills, these progressional tasks they have they come with a cost and that's hard work dedication effort all these different things and this comes to my point about how do we actually maintain all of this because look one of the things for me and i'll just get a bit personal about it like if i have a goal okay if i'm trying to if i'm trying to gain let's say muscle okay i'm at the gym i'm trying to gain muscle And there's days that i know when i wake up in the morning i know i don't feel like working out and i know 100 percent i'm going to not work out i.e. at this particular point one of the small things i like to do because i because i i know at some point i'm going to face 
it's this uh, hurdle. As we discussed previously at the beginning of the show, that we, that mentally you have to prepare yourself for the hurdles and the ch- challenges, the barriers in place that come, you know, in regards to making your goal. This is the challenge of motivation itself. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that I usually do, I say to myself, today you're not feeling good. What you're going to do, I'm going to negotiate with myself. I'm going to be flexible with myself. Don't be flexible with the goal, but be flexible with your methods. And one of the methods in, w- in which I'm flexible, I say to myself, listen, today you're not feeling it mentally. Here's what you need to do. Mm-hmm. Instead of working out 45 minutes high intensity, the reality is you're not going to do anything today. So do you know what? Just do a small amount today. Do, do yeah. five minutes of cardio. Mm-hmm. Even if five minutes of cardio is so out of this world for you, fine. Do 10 setups before you go to bed. Do 50 squats before you go to bed. Okay, you know what it is. Sorry, I'm just going to quickly cut you off there because... For the listener, listeners out there, me and Hassan do Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Now, this is a form of mixed martial arts which absolutely drains you right at the end of the session because <laughs> the, the warm-up sessions alone are so, you know, strenuous. So when it comes down to the, the, the whole sparring side of things, and I can be a testament to it, and I'm sure you can as well, that we, we all have those days when we're low in energy and we really can't be asked, but one of us ends up pushing the other and we both go. Aren't those sessions that we go the the best sessions that you can have? They are the sessions where you are not mentally feeling it at all, and you actually end up completing that task. It, the like we talked about serotonin, <laughs> the feel good factor that you get from that is a lot better than when you are mentally prepared because that's something you already set out to do. For sure, for sure, for sure. And I think what else is there is straight away the mentality that you have in going into that session is that you know what. I'm not even going to do that good anyway, right? And when you think about that, or sorry, when you don't think about that rather, is when you actually reap the rewards of that session. Why? Because you've not put that pressure on yourself. And this is the key word that I've been trying to get at, pressure. So when we reduce the pressure in our activities, it will allow us, it will help us to really, you know, kind of focus on what the aim at hand is. And without even realizing, without even knowing sometimes, we can outperform what we initially thought. Do you know, it makes you appreciate some of the mindset of champion athletes. Like, I remember Muhammad Ali, he says, like, when he was working out, he's like, for example, when he's doing sit-ups or or whatever he's doing, he's like, oh, it doesn't count until I I get tired. Only then does it start when he starts, you know, when discomfort is is there. Exactly. So there's no limit. That's what we're looking at here. So many people, when they go out, you know, let's just say, for example, they're going out to set up, you know, set a business. And let's say, okay, I'm looking to make a hundred pounds profit in a day. Okay. I mean, if you're following this business strategy, please don't, because that's, you know, that's probably not what we're all looking out there to achieve. But just for the sake of argument, let's just say you're going out to set a hundred pounds profit a day. What you've done there is you've already capped yourself at something that you deem adequate okay but if you go into that exact same scenario and you say 100 pound is not good enough for me right i need to earn 10 times that in fact you know what i'm not even going to look at how much profit i make i'm just going to work as hard as i can right so what you've done is you've become limitless really because when you go like i said into the situation at hand let's just say you know you've gone into the marketplace right and you're selling your goods for example You've made your hundred pounds profit. If that's your, if, if you've capped yourself at a hundred pounds, automatically, once you've reached that goal, you're not going to try as hard. However, if you remove that cap, if you become limitless in your aspirations, if you set the stars as your limit, at least you'll be able to settle for the sky. You know? Does that make sense? Yeah, hundred percent. Making sure that your your ambition is not capped is, is a fundamental part of the goal. Yeah. And like we said, outlining the steps is good. Mm-hmm. But what about those moments, Hassan, where you're feeling like I'm just I've got no energy today. How do I how do I continue with the goal that I've set out? Even the small steps that you set out today, you're just not mentally feeling it. How do you negotiate with yourself? Like I, at least one of the things I try is like not to veer off the goal, but just give me one percent of that of, of of what my actual outlined part plan is yeah. just at least if i can do one percent for that one day it, it'll at least tell me that i'm still on that path for tomorrow tomorrow i can give it 99 but today i'm feeling one yeah. percent but i still want to give one percent because if i know if i give zero 
then tomorrow I'm going to give zero. The day after I'm going to give zero. Yeah. I need to make sure at least I'm giving half a percent or one yeah. percent. I think I think that comes down to the level of discipline that you've achieved thus far, right? So let's just say you're very early on in this phase of the project that we're talking about, right? Let's just say you're in week one of 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 a project or a target or an aim. Okay, you may not have as much motivation, but let's just say you've continued this cycle, you've continued this routine for a couple of months now. It becomes a habit. It becomes second nature. So something that you found difficult at doing in week one, three, four, five months down the line, you're doing it without even realizing, right? So using the analogy that you that you said at the start, Hassan. So let's just say I'm walking with 20 kg worth of sand on my back, and after every hundred meters that I take, you keep on adding a couple of grams. In that first session that you do that, it's going to feel like you're carrying the world at your back, right? Am I right or wrong? Yeah. Okay, but let's just say you continue that week in, week out, week in, week out. At the end of the year, what you've done is you've progressively overloaded the uh, the task at hand, let's just say. Okay, so essentially what you're doing is every other week you're increasing that weight. So by the end of, let's just say, the three, four month period that you're doing it, you will have done something with ease whereas at the start in week one or week two that exact same thing that you were doing felt like you were carrying the world on your shoulders right but because you've slowly in small increments increased that over time that has allowed you to to become an achiever as opposed to a quitter right and i think that's the point that's the point i want to be an achiever or a quitter so those days where you're not feeling like you can get up and do it. That makes the difference between someone who achieves and someone who just sets for less. Yeah, very true. Uh, very quickly moving on to Brother Sekanda, who's actually joined us uh, on this live stream as well. Brother Sekanda, how are you? Aslam. How are you boys doing? Alhamdulillah, not too bad. Brother Sekanda, we're just talking about uh, motivation, uh, as you do. Um, and one of the things we were talking about is, look, sometimes we can get very, very busy in our schedule sometimes and things get <coughs> done. But at times we feel like, you know, today is just not the right day. How do we, how do you yourself, Sekanda, how do you keep motivation? How do you keep yourself going when you're feeling low? Um, I think for me personally, uh, depending what it is, um, if it's work, if it's, something that you're trying to achieve um if it's either following your dreams or whatever um you have to always um think of the bigger picture you know and it's very important to always keep looking at that that's what you want to achieve and if you've actually you know learned one or two things about yourself you know that there's certain distraction rules around you you can always pick it out but sometimes what it is yeah that you don't really uh, pay much uh, attention to it. For example, like if I want to go achieve this thing, you know, I'm feeling all down, etc. How do I motivate myself, knowing that you know what I'm gonna miss this opportunity? The only way I can go for it is I have to give up everything around me, and I know that there is no second chance in it. So then I have to like, for example, give up everything around me, uh, cut, maybe uh, cut my time out with certain activities and keep focusing going forward. When you start seeing little uh, bits of results here and there, that motivates you then to keep carrying on forward. Do you find yourself negotiating with yourself at at times? Like I'll give you an example. Like my my wife is at university as well. She's got assignments that she's doing now. And some days where she she feels like today, I just don't want to get anything done. I'm not in the mood for it. So sometimes I find myself saying to her, look, just get, 50 words done today of your 3,000 words that you you might need to do but just even those 50 words is still uh, is still feeding her mentally that she's uh, still in it in, in terms of completing you know, the you task know, feel, yeah let me give an example of that you like what you just said with an assignment yeah you know sometimes like one thing I realized about myself here yeah, I work um, better when I'm under pressure you know but the thing mm-hmm. is yeah that um you know, like what you said, when she feels that, you know what, I can't even do 50 words today. I know how that feels. You know, I feel that sometimes as well. 
So what I try to do then is I just have to clear my mind out. Either that's, you know, uh, participating in an activity that's going to get my uh, mind off a lot of things, right? Then what I do is just basically have like a small snack, etc. Then I'll do something that has got nothing related to what I need to be doing, but just take yeah. my mind off it. And then yeah. when everything's cleared out, you feel much better, etc. Then it's like, you know what? Let me mm-hmm. go try it. And once you've achieved that first step of I'm going to go do it now, yeah, you feel that motivation is very important what you do after that. And that is you either yeah. then create a timetable for yourself. But you know what? Now that I'm on the path, now I'm, I've got the engine rolling. Yeah. Right. I want to stick to this timetable. It's like, yeah. you know, make small achievable goals for yourself. Don't put mm-hmm. pressure on, uh, on yourself. See yeah. the deadline that you have work your way backwards from that deadline and mm-hmm. create a timetable and stick to it. And every time yeah, when you hit your targets, just tick you off on the timetable. Just one small yeah. tick, right? You keep adding up. Yeah, a lot of the points that you mentioned is actually what we've covered as well. And I say, you know, it's a really important thing that you've said. Sometimes it is really important to unwind. Sometimes we do need to take one step back to take two steps forward. Because what we tend to do is we tend to overwork ourselves, right? We go into this kind of stress mode where we think that, oh my God, you know, it has to be done. And I think sometimes it can be counterintuitive in the sense that we're going into overdrive and we're not performing as efficient as we usually would. And what that requires us to do, like you said, is to cut down our jobs into small manageable parts. And another point that we mentioned earlier, like you've just said now also, is to reward ourselves, right? Now, reward yourself doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, you go out and do something that you enjoy, okay? Or something that you give yourself, rather. Like you said, it could be, you know, going out, doing activities, spending some family time. You know, we've we've mentioned a lot of good points. Uh, One of the points I liked that Sekanda made was mentally clearing yourself out. I think that needs to be really focused on for the viewers out there and listeners out there that the whole point of mentally clearing yourself out is a very important thing because some of us look some of us are pressure workers you know we have an assignment and stuff and last minute we can get it done that's fine we have the ability to get it done and we're competent at that but if that becomes a a regular style of how you particularly do things a lot of situations in life you're not going to get that pressured last minute moment where you can get it done and that's not a, a to me anyway, from what I've learned and, and being in university, it's not, not been sustainable. A, it's not a healthy way of sustainable yeah. like, towards doing anything. For sure, really. for sure. I mean, even for your mental space, for your sanity, it really, really is not sustainable. So so what I say to my wife, look, she, when she is in that situation, I'm like, okay, that's fine. Look, we'll do <clears> 50 <throat> words, 10 words a day. That's great. That's not a problem. But don't get into this habit of doing your assignment. So earlier exactly. on in the show, we were talking about the whole domino effect. So, like you said, you know, when you go into that whole overdrive and just one thing and because what we've done is we've constrained ourselves to, to, you know, to this time limit. Whereas if we were to plan ahead and do this before, we wouldn't be bounded by time. (coughs) So we're not working against time. We're working with time. And that's the important point here. And in order to in order to work with time, we need to plan effectively and execute effectively. And, you know. Of course, you know, we're all sitting here in our cars or at home and we're talking. And talk is very easy. Talk <laughs> is cheap sometimes. But sometimes you just need to do. Okay? And that's what it is. You need to act. Because actions speak louder than words. We can all say, yeah, I would do this. Or, yeah, I would do that. If I had the time this, if I had the time that. Tomorrow this, tomorrow that. I'm going to start this next week. What not? Blah, 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 blah. Sometimes you just need to get up and do it. And push yourself. Because... Using the car analogy from the start, okay? What we need to do. When you get into gear one, what are you doing? The car is using a lot of its power, right? But that's where we need that initial push. We need that push to get the ball rolling, okay? Then we go into gear two, right? The engine's not using as much power because you've already got yourself into that rhythm. You've got yourself into that momentum where you keep going, okay? Gear three, four, five. Okay, now we're reaching the top of the hill, okay? So once we've got to the top of the hill, right, even if you start coasting now, because you're at the top of the hill and you're going down downhill now, 
without even putting any effort in, okay? Using the car analogy, you're, you're in neutral now, right? But now the, the car is doing work for you, right? Because you've put all that work in, now you're going downhill, right? You're chilling, right? But what, what was the cause of, of this great success, right? This great success in that, you know, we're going down the hill now without any effort. What was the initial cause? It was that little push at the start. And I think a lot of people are missing that initial push at the start. And we need to, we need to kind of understand why that causes and sometimes just do rather than yeah. say. No, absolutely. We've got, uh, we've got a text from one of the listeners saying, Assalamu alaikum. I think it's very important to understand not only what makes you motivated, but also understand when you're lacking motivation to mm-hmm. achieve something. What's the, what's the reason, uh, etc. Um, I think that's a very important point. Um, it's one that we've also outlined at the beginning in terms of understanding. And Sakanda also said this is, is learning a few things about yourself. So it's not just like celebrating when you're doing well, when your, your emotions are high, your energy levels are high, your productivity is high. Mm-hmm. It's also understanding your low points and, and, and picking up on the triggers. Mm-hmm. And that's particularly what I like to do is, is when you learn a little bit about yourself and you know today I'm feeling low, what I like to do with myself is negotiate. Mm-hmm. And Sakanda likes to mentally, mentally clear himself, mm-hmm. go out for a walk, make sure he's okay. I, if I know, because when I'm not in the mood to, to do something, personally speaking here, I know I'm not going to do it. Mm-hmm. So I have to very much negotiate with myself mm-hmm. as, as much as I possibly can. Yeah. Um, I think this kind of ties into what I titled as reverses, whether that's a word or not. So we, we you know, we spoke about drivers, the feel-good factors and, you know, how, how we, you know, see a difference in the actions that we do that motivate us. But uh, like the like the listener message, messaged in, what are the points, what are the points that kind of like leads us away from motivation? So, of course, you know, like you said, we do need to identify uh, the these, the, the markers, exactly. We need to identify the markers that causes a lack of motivation. And like I've said, it's, um, you know, I've called them reverses. And I think for me, the main thing is difficulty or pain, right? And like yeah. we said earlier, anything that's good for you is always difficult, right? In order to achieve a, a healthy lifestyle, right? To, to to go for a jog every day or to, to hit your weights every single day. It's not easy, right? To refrain from oily foods, to refrain from takeaways, right? It's not easy, right? And because it's not easy, anything that it's difficult will most of the time be good for you, right? And on the flip side of the coin, anything that's bad for you is almost always easy. So from a religious point of view, to commit a sin, right? It's easy, very, very easy. But to take your time out and do tahajjud, for example, it's very, very difficult, right? Um, other things that are very easy to do, for example, go out, have a takeaway, sit at home, watch Netflix, right? These are all things that would negatively impact your health, right? Your mental well-being. But it's very, very easy. But as Muslims, in order to achieve paradise, we're not going to do that by sitting at home doing nothing at all. No, absolutely. Right? I think those are some great uh, concluding remarks. Sikanda, mm-hmm. your final remarks and concluding, concluding remarks on uh, motivation and uh, any kind of takeaway points that you want the listeners to kind of walk away with. I think uh, Hassan is basically uh, put it on the spot there, alhamdulillah. Uh, but like I said, I think, you know, um, it's very important for people to realize the distractions around them and they need to um, understand how to make sacrifices. You know, sometimes you uh, indulge in certain things yeah, that take too much of time that can later on, yeah, that, you know, cut your time out, make you uh, yeah. lose your focus towards your goals, etc. I think for me, I think people alhamdulillah, always find a way to get um get motivated but it's very important to find out yeah that uh what are the things yeah that put you off yeah and mm-hmm. you know you need to find a way how to tackle that and mm-hmm. planning is so important you know that you need to create, have a plan and inshallah try to stick to it yeah look i think for a lot of the viewers or listeners just to put it in context look uh, to really summarize about the whole point about losing motivation 
everybody has their own kind of negotiating point about what they need to get them back on track. Just because we've theorized or idealized, you know, these big, big things that we've been talking about, it could be for you something very small that gets you on track. You just need a little break, like Sekanda said, go watch a bit of Netflix or anything like that. But I think, I think more importantly as well, what Sekanda mentioned was the point about um, distracting yourself. And it, and it really doesn't help that we live in a society of in, uh, instant gratification. You know, watch you. YouTube clip it's more than 10 minutes we're not going to watch it mm-hmm. Amazon delivery one the next day delivery mm-hmm. this kind of culture of having something straight away yeah. and then and then looking at something that needs a lot of sacrifices timings mm-hmm. you need to break it down uh, like, a, like a massive book you don't you look at the thickness of the book and you don't want to even read the book at all or even just you read the blurb and think that's sufficient mm-hmm. this idea of sacrifice is becoming harder and harder because we're constantly yeah. surrounded by this this society, uh, this culture of instant gratification. Yeah, for sure. I think, you know, the so brothers... One minute left to work, uh, to work, uh, close oh, one box and yeah. for us. But I think that, you know, the brothers made some really, really good points, alhamdulillah. But I think we've kind of missed out a huge point here is that motivation, right, or hidayah or guidance or, or anything that strive, that we strive to do for good, where does it come from? It comes from Allah, okay? So... Yes, we do what's in our power, but we also, once you've done what's in your power, you leave the rest in Allah's hands, okay? Because sometimes we have to, you know, we might get a little bit disheartened because we've done everything that we've, you know, that we can, but we still don't achieve. We need to have faith that Allah knows what is best for us. So, yes, do all the points that we've mentioned. Amazing, alhamdulillah. However, we also need to have that faith in Allah. And ask for guidance, ask for motivation. All the listeners right now, I want you all in your du'as, ask Allah to increase you in motivation, increase you in hidayah, increase you in good actions, and make du'a for us all and all the viewers that are listening. Inshallah, And just for the last takeaway point, uh, I think to end as well, is just look, we all are motivated at times and we are going to lose that motivation. And understanding when you lose that motivation, how to get back on track is the most important thing in this discussion, I think, practically speaking here. Find your own coping mechanisms, find the way that you are the most productive, and most importantly, give yourself some slack, give yourself a break. Okay, we'll be joined next week, inshallah. Join us again soon. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Why not tune in to our live stream? at inspirefm.org and follow and subscribe to our social media platforms at inspirefmluton.